Hello, welcome to the St. Paul's Podcast, where you'll find talks from our Sunday services. For more information, feel free to check out our website, stpauls.co.uk. Thank you. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Nico and I'm the vicar here at St. Paul's Howell Hill. Um, my voice is a bit not in the best stage, but I think I'm picking up something. Um, and today we're going to look at the theme of singing. We've been looking at Ephesians um, and today we're going into Ephesians 5 starting on verse 15. Um, but I just want to pick up something from last week because we've been, uh, Ephesians takes us a bit on a journey and, um, and there's a few verses we've, we've not looked at. Um, and last week we looked at transformation. How can we be changed, transformed by God? Dave spoke really well last morning, last Sunday morning. And in between what we're going to read today and what we, uh, uh, what we read last week, there's a few verses I just wanted to mention very quickly. Um, and it has to do with this theme of transformation is once we are changed, once we are transformed, then this should change the way we live. And this is what Paul says. But among you, there must, be not, must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. And Paul is already bringing us into the theme of what happens in the inside of us, what's happening in the inside when we choose to follow Jesus should be reflected on the outside, on how we live, and specifically today on how we speak, what comes out of our mouths. And he goes on to say, for you were once darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. And just before the passage we're going to read today, it says, This is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and shine, and Christ will shine on you. And this is the invitation from last Sunday. It was, rise up, let's wake up. Let's continue this journey of formation to be transformed by God, to be his people for such a time like this. And I spoke in the evening and I shared these two, two things, two main things that I was inviting people to think about. One is if we want to be changed, if we want to be transformed, first we have to have a heart for it. First we need to choose to change. First we need to be passionate about our God and say, yes, I want to be more like you. And uh, secondly, we need to put some, certain habits in place, certain uh, things in our daily life to help us change. And I talked about prayer, and I talked about quite a few different things. But the main thing is, to be able to change who we are, we need to change our, our way of living. So if you've got some time in the week, uh, maybe you might want to go back and listen to that, because it's quite key to my understanding of faith and the journey we are going on as a church. Um, and you can find it on our website or on Spotify. But today we're going to talk about singing. And as we talk about singing, there's, 
this is, I want to look at it as one of the habits, one of the ways in which we are formed to become more like Jesus. It's not only something we do as a church, it's not only something quite nice, but actually it's something that's forming us. And therefore, we want to be a bit more intentional about our singing life. And I'm saying this as a terrible singer, like, you'd never want to listen to me sing, you'd never want to be around me in church, especially if I get a, a bit kind of... Um, infused with the song and you're, you're kind of in front of me. It's a terrible place to be at in church. But, um, but singing does move us. And before we read our passage, I want to show a, a one-minute clip of a song that, that actually was quite um, important for me when, when I was in my early 20s and, and I was trying to live a Christian life in, in a world that was going completely in a different direction. Um, and, and it was quite hard because like all my, my school friends, rugby friends, they all lived lives that were very different to mine. And I felt uh, a bit different. And it was quite hard to kind of continue this journey. And this song, and this is why um, I'm showing this song. This song really helped me. Um, this must be like 20 years old at least, this song. But have a look at it. about music and singing that moves us. We've just watched one minute of that song, and don't you feel like, I feel like going and tackling someone. I feel like going and running and like building something or breaking something. I don't know, it's, it's something kind of inside of me. It really moves with, with the music, with the singing. And, and God knows that we are created this way. God created us this way, where music and um, and singing actually moves us, and in a way it connects our minds and our hearts and our, and our spirits in, a, in a quite an interesting way. Um, and, and this was kind of, it's not really part of the talk, it's more of a look at how music can, can kind of affect us. Look at how music can change not our mood. You listen to a certain song and suddenly you're all happy, aren't you? Like in the car, you listen to a song you like and suddenly, oh, your, your mood's completely changed. Or they, they play a song that reminds you of when your heart was broken for some reason and your heart sinks. It's something about the music that really connects with who we are. And God made us this way. And that's why we're going to read our passage for today. Jenny, 
from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 to 20, and can be found on page 1176 of the Church Bibles, also page 1853 of the large print version. That's Ephesians chapter 5, starting at verse 15. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, thanks be, be to God. God. This passage is just telling us many times, sing, sing, sing. The Psalms talk about sing and make music. The Bible is full of this singing. The Hebrew people were people who sang. As a church, we spent in our services more or less 40% of the time singing. It's something at the heart of what we do. And sometimes we forget how important it is, how key it is to who we are, what we want to do. And I'm just going to pick today these few verses. It says, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. He's not saying, try and be filled. He said, like, go for it. Really, this is important in your life. Be filled. This should be one of our objectives, to be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as you read it, doesn't it have like a, a joyful tone to it? You just read it and, and something lightens up in us. They're like, live, this is the life we're called to, to live. This is a life of, of singing, of joyfully encountering God and singing together. And I'm just going to pick some of the, of the key words here because it says, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. But what does that mean? So what's a psalm? A psalm is a striking of musical strings. That's what a psalm literally means. Um, but basically, we understand it as a song of praise. It's the, the whole books of psalms. The book of psalms has 150 psalms. Uh, but basically, we understand psalms, or they used to understand psalms, as scripture uh, put into music. So it's, it's speaking the word of God. It's singing the word of God. It's singing what God has revealed to us. That's, that's what a psalm is. What's a hymn? That's a, if, if you have to think, uh, I hadn't thought about this. Think for 15 seconds, what's a hymn? I, I don't want any like, answers. It's probably going to be very proper, much better answers than mine. Um, so what's a hymn? Remember that the hymns we sing are 400 years old, 300 years old, so... Like a thousand years ago, they weren't hymns as we know with the organ. So what's a hymn? So hymn, hymn means to celebrate. The word hymn is to celebrate. A song that gives honor, praise, or thanksgiving. When we say, when, when Paul says, sing to each other with hymns, 
He's saying, celebrate, celebrate what God has done for you. And if you look at the history of the, the, the Bible and uh, the Old Testament, there were people who celebrated. There were people who four times a year would all gather and celebrate. One time a week, the family would celebrate. There were people who knew how to celebrate and give thanks uh, to God. And, and obviously, music has evolved in time, and it's been different at the beginning. But each time kind of something special has happened in the church, the music has changed, has come with a change in the music. If you look at uh, the Reformation, Martin Luther, um, they, they suddenly discovered God again, and the grace of God, and they started to celebrate and they started to celebrate in a way that connected with them, which is different to what happened before. In the 18th century, here with the Wesleys and all of that, they brought loads of new songs. They rediscovered the grace of God, and they brought in new songs to celebrate who God is. Every moment of God brought new songs, ways to celebrate who God is. And that's our call as well. Let's celebrate God, who God is. As a community, let's be a community of people who celebrate how amazing our God is. And lastly, we have um, in the, those three categories he was talking about, spiritual songs. Um, the, the word spiritual is pneumaticos, which has to do with, with the Holy Spirit, has to do with the gifts of the Spirit and all that. Uh, and there's, there's many ways we can see this. But basically... That our spirit is kind of the core of who we are, the most intimate part of who we are. It's a part which connects with God. And when he talks about spiritual songs, he's talking about kind of your innermost being connecting with God in your singing. Um, and um, so therefore, in a way, and, and I think we know this already, what's, what we see here is we sing because we, we want to remember what God has said. We sing God's word. We sing to celebrate. We celebrate the amazing God that we have. That's why we sing together and individually in our, in our own kind of private times. But we also sing to connect from our core, from our spirit, from the core of who we are to connect with God in a way which is harder to connect in, in other ways than, that, than with singing. Because there's something about singing. There's something about music that connects our mind our heart and our spirit in a special way. And that's why we sing intimate, intimate songs in our times of worship. So let's, let's move into what does this mean for corporate singing. So corporate singing is what we do with others. We do here, we can do in life groups, we can do in smaller groups, we can do in events. Um, and there's, there's a bit of a difference between singing and worship. Because it gets a bit mixed up in, in church life. We talk about worship and it's what the band does with us. And we talk about, um, and actually the, the word worship in, I'm sorry, I'm giving many words. This is, might be a bit boring, but the word worship in Greek is proskuneo, which basically is a motion towards a kiss. So it's basically when, when someone in the past, when someone had like the ring like this, it's, it's kind of laying down and giving a kiss to that hand. But actually, the, that, that's kind of the, the literal. But how it was used was, uh, was um, worship, proskuneo, was basically prostrating oneself in front of another. So basically, when we talk about worship, it has nothing to do with a band. It's nothing to do with lots of people together. Worship is this. I'm sorry about this, but it's basically this. This is worship. That's, that's what the word worship means, is a reverence towards God. It's an understanding of who God is and saying, here I am, surrendered at your feet. 
That's what worship is. That's kind of what worship means. But in church, we, we try to combine them quite a bit. But and we try to do it together. We try to worship with our singing. Um, does that make sense? So we try that some of our words will be acts of reverence towards God. But our singing is, is a bit bigger than worship, and our worship is much bigger than singing. Does that make sense? So worship is here, singing is here. They come together sometimes, but worship is bigger than singing, and we can also sing things that aren't really worship, but are still useful for us. Um, and I'll explain that a bit more. So um, in, in the Bible, there's many, many words also for worship or singing or praise. Um, and especially in the Old Testament, we have the word halal, which means make noise, which is basically make noise for God. So that's quite fun when the kids come and they do a bit of noise because that's, that's worship in, in Hebrew. There's another word that's yada, which is gestures using our bodies. So that's where dancing comes in or when we raise the flags or when we do action songs. That's yada, so if, if you feel like, oh, I don't really want to engage with the silly actions, well, that's yada, that's, that's the Old Testament word, one of the Old Testament words for worship. And maybe we can do that more, more, more as part of our worship, not only as part of engaging with the kids, it's part of our expression of worship to God. Then we have zamar, which is music and singing, which is our normal way of worshiping. Eucharistein, which is giving thanks, which is usually what we talk about when we do communion. And uh, Latreya, which is more of a reverent and respectful attitude, which is basically more being in silence before God, maybe prostrating ourselves as, as I spoke just now. So our worship has many different ways and facets to it. There's the making noise, gesturing, picking up our hands, doing music, it's giving thanks, it's being reverent. And... And I, I tend to understand worship and singing as two very different things. Worship is more of an attitude. It's more of a decision. It's not so much um, an act, but it's more of a choice. We choose to follow Jesus. We choose to be reverent for him. We choose to put him in that place in our lives. But then we sing, which is an action, which is a bit different. Does that make sense? So worship is a bit like love. It's a bit like uh, an attitude, but then we have acts of worship. Um, So, in the Psalms, we have, I know I'm giving too much information here, but in the Psalms, we have different ways in which people would express that singing, that worship. In Psalm 34, it says, sing with our lips. Psalm 111, it says, by singing. Psalm 47 says, by clapping. Psalm 134 says, by lifting up your hands. Psalm 150, basically with any instrument available and even those that don't exist, like anything can do music for God. Psalm 95, on our knees. And Psalm 149, dancing. So there's different ways in which we can worship and there's different ways in which we sing. But it, it all comes down to this reverent posture, this recognizing who God is and saying, God, we are here for you. Um, So why, why do we sing as a church? Why, why, why did God kind of give us this tool? Why do you think we, we have this expression? And why does the Bible remind us so many times that we should be singing? I think basically because it's easy, isn't it? If, if you think it's really hard to pray for five minutes, I was sitting there and my mind went everywhere. 
play a worship song for five minutes, sing it out, just go through the lyrics and, and sing it out at home. And those five minutes happen very quickly. If you're sitting down there trying to, to connect, it's really hard. So singing makes prayer easier, makes our corporate prayer and worship easier. It makes it more accessible. It makes it easier for us to follow, for us to connect. Um, it's also, we, when we sing with others, it encourages other people. Doesn't it encourage you when you see someone full on worshiping God, like someone really into it, really into worship? Doesn't it just encourage you to want to worship God more? When we're doing it together and someone's singing really loudly or, or something engages with you and, and it kind of helps us connect with each other and helps us uh, encourage one another. Um, I know you're just talking about the Quimby's and um, Roger in the evening, I don't know if you know Roger, you come in the evening and Roger's always in the first few uh, chairs worshiping. And my word, how does he inspire me to worship? He's like full on, he's, I don't know, there's something about his expression of joy and singing that inspires me to say, ah oh, yes, I should be singing more. It really encourages me to, to want to worship God. And it's joyful, and I think uh, singing is generally quite joyful, isn't it? It brings kind of some, some uh, joy in, in us, a bit of happiness, a bit of um, something that kind of encourages us. And that's why I think God was so into us singing, because we are able in our singing to connect with God through our, as I said before, through our mind, through our heart, through our spirit, through our innermost being, we are connecting with God in the singing, because music, in a way, has that power. And Hebrews 13, 15 to 16 says, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name, and do not forget to do good and to share with others, for which such sacrifices God is pleased. And we're talking about singing and what if we saw singing as a discipline in our life, as a way in which we connect with God and said, okay, we, we always talk about pray every day and read your Bible every day. And why not say, let's get into a habit of singing. If this connects us with God, if this changes our soul, let's get into a habit of singing. Singing in the car, singing when you're outside somewhere, when you sit down and say, I'm going to spend some time with God, then spend a good chunk of time singing because this will change you, and this blesses God because he's being worshipped. It blesses us because it transforms us, and it's, it's kind of a win-win situation. Um, I remember a few years ago, a friend of mine said, was, said that he, he found it really hard to connect with his emotions. He said, like, he's, he's a, a proper engineer, like, with all, all, the, all the kind of super engineer things, very smart guy, uh, but very much into God, and he felt like, well, I have hardly any feelings. I, I don't feel much. I don't feel empathy. I don't feel that much love for others. Um, I'm, I'm not very emotional. And he said, like, this is, this is hard for me. And he said, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray. And he prayed and he asked God to help him connect with his emotions more. And he prayed and he prayed and he asked God. And God finally gave him kind of this gift of being able to connect more with his emotions, being able to connect more with others. 
And now he watches like a Disney movie and he's crying. Um, It's wonderful to see how God changed him. And now he can connect more with the emotion of singing in worship. Because singing brings that kind of, brings us to our our core emotions. And, And it's important for us to be able to connect with that as well. So Hebrews is telling us, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. So what he's saying is, let us continually be offering ourselves to God. And one of the ways is singing. So maybe kind of, maybe think about how can you get into a rhythm of singing to God? Sounds a bit strange. I know we always say your rhythm is, is reading your Bible every day and praying. But why not say get into a rhythm of singing, if it's so powerful, if God is calling us to do that, if the Bible reminds us to do it all the time, there might be a reason why he calls us, because it changes us, it changes our soul, and it gives us joy, and fills us with the Spirit. It's all good, like everything is good when we're singing to God, and therefore it's worth doing. And last week I shared with, with the evening congregation um, about a book I was reading and this book that I've just finished and it talks about beautiful resistance and it talks about how we can um, be kind of the change the world needs and it talks about kind of what habits can we put in place to be able to be that change in the world and it ends up with this quote and I'd like to share it and just think about singing in the midst of this quote and he says this How would things change if you resolved to rebel against your own indifference and embody the things you long to see in the world? If you resolved that you would pursue beauty and resist brokenness, that you would resist idolatry with worship, exhaustion with rest, apathy with hunger for God, fear with hospitality, contempt with honor, hate with love, privilege with sacrifice, and cynicism was celebration. God is looking for people to live this way in spite of the hopelessness around them. And I think God is looking for people who want to celebrate him. I think God is looking for people who want to sing his name, sing his praises, because that's what we see in the Bible all the time. And why not put into our lives a structure of habits where we sing, because it will change us, it will bless God, it will change the people around us, because we'll be in a much more joyful and peaceful state, because we will be filled by spirit. Imagine if we all sang for 10, 15 minutes every day, praises to our God. Imagine how that could change our daily life. Imagine how it could change the situation in your household. Imagine how it could change your life as you go into your work or your daily life. If you spend 15 minutes, 10 minutes every day just praising God, just singing out his praise, it just changes our whole perspective. It just reminds us who we are and who God is. It just reminds us we've got an amazing God out there and and we are his people here. It just gives us that kind of perspective. And it also, because of what we just read, means that then the Holy Spirit starts working in us. It starts, the Holy Spirit starts changing us. It starts changing our soul. It's so worth doing, and it's easy. It's not hard work. It's easy to spend a bit of time worshiping God. I'm going to finish by showing a little clip of uh, music, of one of my favorite musicals, 
just to remind us the power of music. And this has nothing to do with God, or it might have a bit to do with God, but, but it's, it's the power of singing by itself. And imagine combining the power of music and singing with the power of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's really powerful. So let's have a look up there. It might be a bit dark, I'm sorry, um, but just listen to the music. The music is amazing. One day more, another day, another destiny, this never-ending road to Calvary. These men who seem to know my crime will surely come a second time, one day more. I did not live until today. How can I live when we are parted? One day more Tomorrow you'll be worlds away And yet with you my world has started One more day all on my own Will we ever meet again? One more day with him not caring I was born to be with you have known and I swear I will be true but he never saw me there one more day before the storm I follow where she goes at the barricades of freedom shall I join my brothers there when our ranks begin to fall do I stay do I your place with me The time is now The day is here One day more One day more to revolution We will nip it in the bud We'll be ready for these schoolboys They will wet themselves with blood more. Watch them run amok Catch them as they fall Never know your luck when there's a free for all Here's a little dip very little touch. Most of them are gone, so they won't miss much. One day, two, and you bring it Tomorrow we'll discover what's our God in heaven. 
I say that and I, I'm ready to go to battle. I'm ready to kind of fight and I'm ready to fall in love and I'm ready to have like to connect with my broken heart. And, and actually, that's what God wants us to be, isn't it? He wants us to go out and share the good news and he wants our heart broken for those who are lost and he wants our heart to feel what he's feeling and he wants our heart and life to connect with what's happening around us. And singing brings that. And the, the last verse we read today says, Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything. And sometimes we don't feel like singing, and that's all right. Sometimes you're going through a really difficult time, and that's all right. But if, if you're not going through a really deep, difficult time, and you're a bit like, oh, I don't really feel like singing today, then make yourself sing. Create a habit of singing. Say, so again, when you sing, even, I, even though I don't like this song, even though I hate the band, we, we don't, but um, even, even if, if I don't like what's been sung, I'm going to sing because singing will encourage others, will bless God. Singing will bless me, will change my attitude, will fill me with the Spirit. It's so worth doing. So shall we stand and shall we sing together?